0: now that we're talking about it this much sometimes advice brings me comfort yes right so like absolutely but what i was gonna say when i fuck i am really eating my words right now
1: (laughs) (laughs) this is other maria the podcast of our real life conversations about personal evolution society relationships spirituality and everything else We're getting vulnerable in these good faith talks and sometimes respectfully disagreeing about which of us is wrong. Just kidding, there's no right and wrong. We're just two friends sitting around talking shit. Wait, talking about deep shit, right? That's what we're doing? Yeah, enjoy. Okay,
0: hello, we are here.
1: Hi guys. Hi everybody,
0: I'm Maria.
1: I'm the other Maria.
0: And this is our podcast, Other Other Maria. Maria. Welcome in. It's great to be here. We haven't recorded in a while.
1: We've been working through some shit.
0: Yeah, it's going really well, so we're excited to record again, finally.
1: Yeah, man, we we worked through some technological... Obstacles and
0: emotional obstacles, emotional
1: obstacles, energetic, energetic obstacles. Ob- not that many
0: physical obstacles. That's good. Yeah, I don't think we had any of those okay, except for you and the CTA. But.
1: <laughs> I was going to say except for my commute, upstairs, <laughs> which I am getting so much better at handling.
0: <laughs> I know, Hashtag and I'm growth, and I'm very appreciative that you come up here. <laughs> so our idea today was to pull from this intimacy deck that I have. We'll see what happens. We may have to pick a card or two because it's by Best Self. It's an intimacy deck. It is meant for couples, I think. Um, It's like 150 prompts.
1: (laughs) But we're a couple of (laughs) (laughs) areas.
0: Yes, correct. So that's why we're doing it. But yeah, we just thought it'd be a fun way to...
1: Get the conversation flowing.
0: Correct. So we've done this one time, like in our personal lives... And I had you pick the category, but I'm gonna have you pick it again just because so there's six categories. So we've got past, random, life, relationship, intimacy, and about you.
1: I just hard eye rolled. Um <laughs> I feel like so many of those are fucking overlapping, you know? Okay, well. I can't cop out and do the random one, I won't do that. Dang. Okay, let's do... Let's do life. Okay, great. I was just looking at that. That's funny.
0: Okay. Life be green. How would you like to be comforted when you feel down? You can say next to any of these. Oh. Yeah.
1: Okay. (laughs) Interesting.
0: How do you like to be comforted when you feel down?
1: So what's going through my mind is the relationships that I feel safest with the people that I call when I need comfort mm-hmm. and like how do they respond to me that seems to be working so well. Right. And you're my prime example? Hey.
0: <laughs> well how do I comfort you when you feel down?
1: You gently stroke my hair <laughs> Just kidding. Through the phone. Uh, through the phone. Through the voice note. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think it's just... I feel
0: like it's a lot of the new ways we're all learning to listen better and to not try to fix it.
1: Yeah, that was like the first thing in my head too was I want to have the sense of being heard. Mm -hmm. So like to contrast what is unhelpful with what is helpful is if I come to someone and I say, this thing just happened and... I don't feel good about it for someone to say oh my god it's not that big of a deal like it's totally fine you're gonna be fine that doesn't <sighs> feel as good as when someone says oh man that really sucks yep cuz it's validating yep. I feel heard yep. I don't feel like my emotions are inappropriate or disproportionate
0: hmm
1: so I think that that's key is like feeling heard and validated to begin with but then I also feel like for me as soon as that box is checked the turnaround to encouragement or silver lining or problem solving I can get to pretty quickly right rather than in most situations I don't think that I need to stay in the "Mm, I really need comfort for too long yeah I can get there pretty quick I think just like an acknowledgement of, I hear you I understand your feeling it is so valid that you feel that way and you're not alone that's a big Mm -hmm. thing Mm
0: -hmm. that is a good one for you I've just heard people say it to you or you've said it to people in front of me
1: yeah that's a good one too yeah that's my story
0: yeah I'm trying to think I do think that it's so nice too that we've come to a place in society okay
1: <laughs> i had no idea that that was gonna happen edit edit uh, edit flag, edit, flag, flag, edit flag 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 you were at we've come to a place yeah. in society
0: we're starting to a lot of us like whether or not we've put out an episode yet i'll say like we um have talked about this a lot on the podcast, but so I'll just say it now too, like all the work we're all doing around listening to one another and trying to communicate differently, there's also that element that's nice when someone's just, just like, "What do you need from me?" which I think is new too that's nice mm-hmm. because I think that even just saying that usually the answer is like honestly what you're doing right now is is really helpful is a lot of the responses I get lately, and that's like awesome, great, cool, I'm just here to listen, like whatever. And the, like, 20% of the time where someone's like, please just tell me everything's going to be okay. It doesn't feel as fake validating when you do it first, you know? And when, like, you're maybe dealing with somebody who, like, asks for an overwhelming amount of validation.
1: And reassurance. Yes,
0: reassurance specifically, not validation. That's also the acknowledgement of, like, I think, cause it's like you give that person the trust to figure their own shit out. Mm-hmm. You know.
1: Yeah, there's a degree of autonomy that yeah that helps them to cultivate a sense of their own resilience mm-hmm. and power and safety, mm-hmm. like their innate safety.
0: Right, and when you're telling somebody like what to do all the time or trying to fix it. I think that comes from people being anxious themselves and wanting that other person to feel better faster. But it does have a really funny way of making... It can make me feel when someone's doing that as though I couldn't come up with that on my own. Oh, yeah. And that's like some ego stuff, so it's not like... But when you're in that moment, though, sometimes you're like, yeah, no, I know, thank you, right? Like, no, uh-huh. I know, and that that also can go back and forth a lot. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> and that also feels... Yeah, it feels... Very much like discrediting in your ability to figure it out. You're right. It feels like you're being, it feels like I'm being told what to do. And it feels, it feels invalidating to a degree because it's just jumping straight to problem solving. Mm -hmm. It feels
0: like a hundred percent. And sometimes it's like, I'm not trying to fix this right now. I'm trying to feel my feelings. Right. There's no like fixing my feelings right now. Right. Fixing feelings, that's a terrible phrase. Uh, No, I mean... (laughs) Fix that feeling. (laughs) Fix
1: that feeling, somebody fix my feelings. Somebody fix my feelings. (laughs) Um, I also wanted to add, I'm thinking also about situations recently where like I might be in a moment overcome with fear or hopelessness or maybe a degree of panic and this has happened to me a couple of times like in support groups recently where someone will address the entire group and whether or not... They even have noticed me in the room or Mm -hmm. whatever. There's always like an expression of gratitude for being there, gratitude for everyone participating. And a couple times the person that is taking a turn to share has said, everyone that's here, I love you. And they're just sort of paused on that. And I think hearing those words from someone that does love me, that I know loves me, hearing that for me is so... And I don't know that I've always felt this way, but it makes such a difference. It's so important mm-hmm. and it, it creates like this release for me, like it breaks through the tension yeah. that exists within me, whether yeah. it's being caused internally or externally. Hearing that mm-hmm. is monumental for me mm-hmm. and any expressions thereof. So like as you were talking to, and as you read the question, I was thinking, do I answer this in regards to any person comforting me in any situation or like a partner? And I think a really important point when it's with a partner for mm. me is hold me.
0: Yeah. I was going to bring that up because I was like, what? hold a- me. hundred percent. You
1: actually don't even have to say a fucking thing.
0: Totally. Just
1: take me in your arms. <laughs> take me in your arms. Just hold me.
0: Yeah. I agree. Physical touch is a big one for me, too. Yeah. Because it's grounding. Totally. And I wonder, too, though, then, like, f- I know for me, like, I'm, like, racking my brain trying to think of other scenarios as well. I know that there's got to be scenarios where I need space, too. For comfort? Yeah.
1: Mm, mm. Okay, that's interesting.
0: I'm thinking about partnership. I'm just, yeah. yeah. I'm thinking about partnership, especially maybe if they've hurt me. We've talked about this a lot lately. It's come up, the phrase of just like going to the person who hurt you to make it better.
1: Mm -hmm. Hashtag codependency.
0: Hashtag codependency, right? Like, And obviously there's varying degrees. If you're in a partnership that's toxic and the person keeps hurting you, Those are the ones that the most often we go to that person for comfort. That's what's toxic about it. Right. But I'm wondering about a healthy relationship where sometimes you can actually have like a validating conversation about it or you guys can hug it out or something. But I know there's also times where it's like, I just need some space Mm -hmm. so I can comfort myself.
1: Mm, okay that's a great one how does one comfort themselves how do you comfort yourself
0: how do I comfort myself well I know taking the space when I need it is comforting myself in and of itself because I was in one really toxic relationship where they would gaslight me about that all the time they would start big arguments they would not let them end or take a break or rest it was just like you're in this like crazy making loop of a conversation wanting to lose your mind and I knew I would know instinctually that I just need a minute because now I'm also now I'm participating in the toxic behavior because there's no other way to respond in that situation and I can feel it I'm like I don't want to be talking this way I don't want to be acting this way I don't want to I don't want to be this way so give me a minute so I can reset mm-hmm And in those situations, it's really good for me to just go to the next room. And it's incredibly quick how much, how quickly it happens for me. If I can go to the next room, take a deep breath, get out of the situation, I can, I can zoom out really fast. I can just take several deep breaths and be like, you know, you, who you are, you know, your center, you don't want to be fighting. Let's just like, let's just go back into this. And like my, the reason why this wasn't a successful relationship was because then I would hope the other person was kind of doing the same thing during that time in some degree instead of actually coming back and then getting, like, berated for, like, you always leave. And I, obviously, that's what was so gaslighting about it. There is a behavior pattern of people just, like, exiting situations.
1: Well, wait, there's a difference between avoidant and between needing space. Correct. Taking the space to, like, breathe and, like, reset your nervous system. Reset your nervous system. For lack of a less overused term, affirmations about like I am okay, right? I have this feeling it's gonna pass, Whatever right? else you said of mm-hmm. like if this is gonna be fine, yep. I'm okay. Mm-hmm.
0: I know what's going on. I see the situation. I'm participating in this way, and I don't want to. I'm gonna go back in the next in the other room and like participate differently. And what's toxic is when you're met with like the same exact behavior and the same attitude from the other person who's supposed to be your partner. And then they're later also gaslighting you constantly about like, well, every fight we have, you leave the room as though that's the full story. And now you're like, if you fall into that pattern with them, you start staying in those fights so much longer than is healthy. Right. Which really like you should break up (laughs) so that you don't have to keep doing it. But I know that in relationships moving forward, I would like to have a partner that respects that. And I can understand doing work around how you express that, saying it in the moment, hey, I'm getting really worked up. I need some space. I'm going to be back in 20 minutes. Because I've seen that too. That acknowledged as something that's really important to cultivate a practice, if it is maybe triggering to somebody that you're quote unquote, just leaving the room. I can absolutely see the merit in being like, hey, I'm going to get some space for a minute. Like, I need a minute. I will be back in five minutes. Um, oh, yeah.
1: The, the book ending of that is yes. vital. Yeah. Otherwise, it almost doesn't count. Right. You shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> but
0: that's when, like, the toxicity is apparent when someone can't even, like, do any of those things. And yeah. you're really just trying to get out of this, like, toxic conversation. And then it's held against you. As though you were, like, not trying to be. Yeah, yeah. Being avoidant. Being avoidant. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know what else I think is interesting, though, about what? that? Is that, like, so this card, if I can read it again, says, how do you like to be comforted when you feel down? Yeah. And in the moment, and I don't know if you, like, took it from me or that was also your first instinct, but, like, I immediately went to, like, how do I want others to comfort me? And yeah. I didn't even consider. How do you comfort yourself? How do I comfort myself? Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, I think I said it because I was saying, I didn't even think of it, Consciously, But I just said it in the sentence of sometimes needing space. And why do you need space? And it's to comfort yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because I think there is a lot of that too. There's something to be said for going to your friends for comfort or going to your partner for comfort. And there's always the line that you can cross into...
1: Relying too heavily on There that. it is, yeah. yeah. Relying
0: too heavily. And like you can take care of a portion of that.
1: Absolutely. And if you don't know how to do that, just know that it's a practice. A hundred percent. I know for sure earlier in life that would have broken my brain. Like, how do I comfort <laughs> myself? What? Yeah. I would not have told you that that's not a thing. Right. And now it's like, honestly, that's at least half of it. A hundred percent. And quite often happens before I seek comfort from other people. Mm Mm-hmm. Depending on the situation. And I do
0: think if you're not comforting yourself a proportionate amount, you will be more frustrated by people's responses when you try to get comfort from them.
1: That's a great point, too.
0: Because you actually don't need their comfort. Like, they're not going to be able to say anything right.
1: Because the truth is that you know what you need. Correct. I know what I need, and if I'm trying to get it from somebody else... And they're not giving it to me because they don't know because they can't read my mind because they're not in my soul. They don't have my intuition. (laughs) Like, and they don't give it to me. I'm going to get frustrated. Right. And like, yes, my best friends in the world and whatever partner I'm with next will hopefully, and like I know this for my friends, like know me well enough to like 99.9% of the time they are in the ballpark if not nailed it completely just because they know when we have so much history and we are so close and we communicate those things i know best Mm -hmm. but it took a long time to get there and to figure it out Mm -hmm. and also it changes it Mm -hmm. changes depending on the situation it changes depending on my baseline for the day it changes depending on just like so many other things like my evolution Mm -hmm. Growing and changing. I mean, I don't think I would have told you two, three years ago that the first thing that I do for comfort for myself now is pray. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. First thing. Mm -hmm. Two, three years ago, I don't think that was true. Right. Now I'm even willing to say, like, pray and meditate. (laughs) (laughs) Like, even if it's just 30 seconds. A hundred percent. But to, like, tune into that frequency and for me... Ask for that energy or perspective or feeling to be shifted Mm -hmm. or changed or fix my feelings. (laughs) Fix my feelings, please. God, please fix my feelings. Mm -hmm. I may have actually said that sentence this morning. I don't know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I believe you. (laughs) Yes.
1: Or 20 minutes ago.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or just now. That was just making me think about self-trust oh and I feel like that's
1: also something you learn over time
0: a hundred percent and that's what you learn through this is not the only way to learn it but you learn a lot about it in toxic relationships because that's what keeps you in them when you don't trust yourself and and Whether or not it's just, like, a fault in you that you can't trust. No, like, those relationships are also crazy-making. That's a phrase for a reason. Mm -hmm. And often when you're in toxic relationships, those people have very little trust. And it starts to... Okay, I'm talking about, like, my personal experience. But I think this is universal in some experiences. But, like, if you're not trusted, then you start to feel like you're going crazy and you think you like love this person and they love you etc and then you can't trust yourself as much anymore because you're like in this crazy situation but like
1: and just like broaden things a little bit when we're talking about in these conversations about toxic relationships there's so many degrees of it that it's not like don't write this off if you are not in an overtly abusive relationship. Like True. that's not what we're talking about. It's no. It's not just partner relationships. Because also what's coming to mind for me is, like, I have a friend who has a job right now, and she had what we're coming to realize as a, like, traumatic series of events with her old boss that left the company. And she's, like, actually kind of experiencing PTSD now with her new boss because there was so much subtle gaslighting from her old boss. And essentially like the understanding of those roles. So, and I'm using this job situation as an example, but like the understanding of a roles in a partnership or in a friendship or in a boss employee or business partners, whatever that is, it's like we put some trust into the relationship And that it is functioning in good faith, or at least I do, in good faith with the benefit of everyone in mind, right? So if, like, I know that I show up to the table with your best interests in my heart, I'm assuming that you do the same for me. And, you know, like romantic partners or, like, even boss employee, it's like, you're my boss. I put my trust in you to, like, have my back have my best interests and be guiding or mentoring or whatever it is. And then I kind of give a little bit of that power to you. So like in a partnership, you have my back, I have yours. The relationship is its own entity and I'm putting trust in that to be good for me. And so if what I'm experiencing, I'm then being told by the other person on the other side of this relationship isn't right, then I do start to question myself because of the understanding of our roles (laughs) in the relationship that we've had. Right. And, yeah, I think you're totally right that, like, we start to build it when a toxic relationship, whether it's overt or not, starts to, like, sour. And I know that, like, I've gotten intuitive hits of, like, I know this to be true, or not true and this other person is telling me otherwise and just something isn't lining up mm-hmm. and i have i have like had experiences where i listen to that other person and then shit blows up in my face <laughs> and i'm like oh i should have listened to myself i should have trusted myself and also situations where i chose to trust myself over that other person and it may have still been painful right but i was right And then, like, the more of those examples that I have is what helps me create the trust with myself. Mm -hmm.
0: God, and now we get into the realm of like how you listen to your own intuition. Mm. Because, like, what you're saying, and I, I guess I was thinking about your own intuition and receiving advice. It's so tricky, man. It's so tricky. But I think that's why, like, some of the best advice isn't action-oriented.
1: I was just going to say, because for me, like, that word advice just feels icky. I don't know. I just feel like unless someone directly asks for advice, I want your advice, what should I do? I'm not giving it. Nor do I want it unless I say, I need your advice, tell me what to do.
0: I think a lot of people are that way. And then there's the other side of it. There's a lot of people who constantly ask for advice because they're not ever listening to their intuition and they're just like scared little woodland creatures. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's just a weird me and Maria inside joke. She always calls herself a scared woodland creature. <laughs> so, like, frightened frightened woodland know. creature, yeah.
1: You do not ask for advice often. Tis true. Yeah. Because I think what's really interesting, so like we're both in the service industry and I have this experience so often and I forget I forget the first time I noticed it, but I notice it all the time when I'm like serving people and they're about to place their dinner order or whatever and they're like, I'm between the salmon and the steak the filet. <laughs> right, yes. Right. Oh and I say, <laughs> Oh, get the salmon and their face drops. Whether they're aware of it or not. Okay. And it's like, that to me is an indication that you have an intuition about it. Yeah. And I've made my suggestion, but you already know. Mm-hmm. And that is, I mean, that's just like the most like vanilla example ever, real world thing. But yeah, I think it applies to like advice or suggestions or give me your input on this too. Sometimes that is necessary though. So that I can figure out where I am with something. Absolutely. It gives me indication of either how I already felt but wasn't aware of it or like something to build on Mm -hmm. that is then guided by my gut feeling or my initial thought or like what I know to be true, blah, blah, blah.
0: Right. Okay. This is dumb. Maybe we will edit this out, but... I think some – this is, like, taking a weird restaurant industry tangent, but I do see the merit in sometimes selling things or just being that, like, really authoritative – authoritative. When someone's, like, really authoritative about it, like, get the salmon. Yeah. Bartending is an example that came to mind where we would always joke about – well, a lot of the good bartenders I worked with would joke about how annoying it was when people were just like, oh, my God, like, what drink should I get? Mm -hmm. Because – Not only is that so vague, I mean, it's even more vague than like, should I get this drink or that drink, which is bad enough, but if it's like, what drink should I get? It's like, so we've got taught to be like, okay, well, what kind of spirits do you like? And like start to narrow it down for the person because they think they want to just be told what drink to get. But literally the minute you suggest something, they'll be like, ooh, but I don't like tequila. And you're like, well, you could have led with that, but you know, people don't realize that. And so it's like what we would do is be like, what kind of spirit do you like? Oh, you like whiskey? Great. Do you want something citrusy or do you want something bitter? And do you want something with bubbles or do you want something on the rocks or do you want something neat or whatever? And then people start to be able to answer those questions and then you can find them their drink. But if they're just like, what drink do I get? And you suggest something, they're going to be like, ooh, I don't like citrus. And you're like, okay, well then... Because so I, I can't you tell you. The yeah, I can't tell
1: you what to get because I don't have your preferences. Right. So this is actually <laughs> we're not editing this out um, because this is this is actually just such a good micro to the macro <laughs> of how I think like when we're in situations asking for advice or a suggestion or an opinion or comfort to bring it back to where we started we have so much more information than we're aware of. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of why I think that like advice isn't terribly helpful because it's, it's the same thing as what drink should I get? And I tell you to get an old fashioned, but you hate all the ingredients.
0: But I would argue that's not advice. I think my example is advice. So like, well, I would advise you to go with what you like. So let's talk about what you like. And then help you get there. Like, that's the best kind of advice to me. Because the other one is that controlling one where the person just, like, wants to be right and thinks they know best for everyone. And they're going to be like, oh, well, you should do this. That's, like, old school advice, which I get where your brain's going. Maybe. Maybe. But, like, that old school feeling of advice. My brain's scrambled now. No, but, like, it was interesting that you were, like... That you were activated, not activated, you know, a chiller word than activated, but that your spidey senses would up on the word advice. You're like, see, the word advice, I don't know. But like, you know, sometimes we'll be like, our unsolicited advice, I think that what comes with that feeling of the unsolicited advice thing is the idea of good friends can go, you know... Unsolicited advice. I know this is what works with you and I, We're right? Where we'll just be like, but do whatever you want. She, Maria and I have this, like, inside joke. We voice note each other all the time. And we might do a full, like, two-minute voice note on our ideas and what the other person should, quote-unquote, do. But it's not, like, controlling and do this. But it's like, you know, like, buy unsolicited two cents. Like, maybe you could try this and that and this thing, but do what you want. And, like, we do whatever you want. Because then... The whole point is that then you do still leave it up. You're, you're having Which the understanding is, that you trust the other person to figure it out for themselves. And you're not going to be personally offended if they don't take your advice.
1: Right. Which I, as, as is classic, I think we've stumbled on oh another semantic <laughs> thing. Because to me, advice is telling the other person what to do. I think when we say unsolicited advice, quote, unquote, or take me with a grain of salt, it kicks it down to a suggestion, Absolutely.
0: I don't she hates hold me. She just me I just don't hold these words to such tight. I, I mean, do obvious. know what you mean. Okay. But no, I I totally know what you mean. I just that's how I meant advice because like bare bones if we looked up advice. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, no, please look <laughs> it up. Look up advice because I'm sure it comes from advising. Right. So you're advice, but advising feels a lot To me, if I'm going to go down the semantics rabbit hole, to me, advising sounds way gentler than advice. Right. But it's from the same root. So I'm just saying I use advice loosely. Guidance. Suggestion. I know what you mean. There's an old trope of like, let me give you some advice from like a 70-year-old man.
1: You know? (laughs) White man. 70-year-old
0: white man. Let me give you some advice. You know? And then you're like, ew, I hate the word advice. That makes sense.
1: Yeah, no, you're totally right. But, like,
0: if I give you advice, I know you might not call it that, but if I gave it to you, you'd probably... And, yeah, I'd dance around it and make it lighter, but I still don't know that it, like, wouldn't be advice. I don't know. But, yes, now it's just a semantics thing. Right. But that is what I meant when I first said advice. Because I was trying to cut down to what it might actually be, but we have all these feelings around the word. And I don't mean to sorry that also makes it sound like I have the black and white like authority over the word advice I just meant yeah what does it say
1: no I mean you're totally right it mm-hmm. says number one this is dictionary.com advice noun <laughs> number one sorry ad dash if anyone wants to know how to pronounce that do you want to hear it advice okay <laughs> <laughs> so stupid An opinion or recommendation offered as a guide to action. Conduct. Right.
0: Because words like that are all about how you say it. Like, could I give you a little advice?
1: I just think we don't use that word as much. We don't. Please go. We don't. And And then, then. suggestion, (laughs) Suggestion. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Number three definition is something suggested as a piece of advice. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, it's in suggestion. Well, in yeah. the diction. Yeah, yeah.
0: Advice is all how you give it and receive it. You know, words are just placeholders for things we do. <laughs> I don't know. And I do no, think... you're right, girl. you right. Thank you. Thank you. But I do think advice, we need Forgive to take it back. Forgive me
1: getting hung up.
0: No, but I think we need to take it back. I understand where you're... Like, as I talked it out, I was like, yeah, I think we're looking at it as that, like, let me give you a piece of advice. If you don't have a house by the time you're 30, you're going nowhere. Yeah. I guess, and it's like, no, I guess, holy moly. I
1: guess to me, like, that word, mm-hmm. leaving the old white men out of it. Sure. It just carries... To me, mm-hmm. and I'm open to breaking it down um, and releasing this, but it carries with me a negative connotation of being either forceful or motivated to some degree by ego of the person giving it. hundred percent. Or, I don't know, probably some other stuff that All I... Old
0: white men. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, um, my dad... Old white man. <laughs> Sweet old white man. But... couldn't makes such a dark joke. Right? I know. <laughs> my dad's dead. Okay, so edit. Um, no, and that's that was my inclination. Because it, it's still, again, always the delivery and the person it's coming from. Like, I don't think... Yeah. Maybe pre this conversation, if I use the word advice with you, maybe it would shut you down like a little bit in a way you didn't realize. But, like, I also think if I were to be like... I get like a little piece of advice right now like take it or leave it you probably wouldn't get hung up on advice it would be the way that I delivered it
1: yeah no not at all and to be fair mm-hmm. I think that so often our interactions and those between good friends that love and care about each other so much conversation is advice and right like, and like as we're talking about this <laughs> My hangups around that word are like melting. Yay! All the time. <laughs> so, like, Maria wins this episode. Woo! Because <laughs> everything's a competition. Not me, other Maria. Yes. Um, <laughs> but. You're um, supposed to say, not me, Maria. Not me, Maria, other Maria. <laughs> <laughs> We're still getting all our slogans down, guys. Oof. Yeah. But. Here's not me, Maria. Not me, Maria. <laughs> <laughs> not me, Maria. Thank you, Maria. <laughs> other Maria. <sighs> No, but I think, I think it's just, like, it's baked into conversations so much because the reason that I'm bringing this shit to my friends is that I I need comfort or I need to know what the fuck to do. <laughs> okay, let's talk about this.
0: Because that's the part that's a mind fuck, doing your own internal work, working with your own compass, working with your own intuition, learning to comfort yourself. It then becomes such a fucking balancing act of not overdoing one direction or the other. None of us mm-hmm. could survive without each other and oh, each yeah. other's guidance, advice, fucking suggestions, whatever we call it. Okay. All we do is talk to each other all day long in order to sort of get some of those things at some point.
1: Which is amazing mm-hmm. that you just said that because mm-hmm. I have a raging platonic love affair with an old white man in South Africa. Oh my God!
0: <laughs> And, this is funny.
1: And I was just I just spoke to him today. Oh um, but I wrote a poem about him many months back. And one of them I most, bet he gives
0: you advice. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding.
1: No shit! <laughs> I know!
0: <laughs> this is amazing, you guys. Maria arrived to my house today <laughs> talking about this person whom I know she has this wonderfully, beautifully spiritual relationship with. Literally today, that was... Oh my God, that's so funny. And he is an old white man. He is an old white man. South Africa. I'm just
1: going to read you like a little chunk of this because I wrote this many months ago. Amazing. And this is like a chunk of it from the middle of this poem. I don't know, I say, before pausing, then saying something very wise that he first said to me. But he doesn't remember and that's how we get along through the darkness. That's how we are. Recycled bits of magic... Passing between us. It's just all of us offering each other little chunks of advice. Yes. Left and right. All the time. That are not original, but they're being delivered and received differently. And that's what we need each other for. Hey. Because then there's that old thing too that I say all the time. It's like, you know, I'll say something to someone, to a friend or in a support group or whatever it is, and it's just like... God, that was good. I wish I could take my own advice. But the truth is, it's not mine. You know, people say that all the time. Like, why can't I take my own advice? Well, it isn't actually yours. It's not actually mine. It's something I heard somewhere else. Right. But we need that exchange of the words and the energy and the idea to hit us at different points in time. We need each other. Mm -hmm. But also... We know inside what we need.
0: Absolutely. So it's a really funny da- balancing act.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I, now that we're talking about it this much, sometimes advice brings me comfort. Yes. Right? So, like, absolutely. But what I was going to say when I. Fuck, I am really eating my words right now. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I will say this is kind of the first time, because whenever we get the semantics thing, it just goes forever. It just goes and
1: goes and goes, and then we have to agree to disagree.
0: Wait, wait, wait. Okay, I have another story, but were you in the middle of the thought? Well, I was gonna say, do you remember that time where I went down the experiment rabbit hole for an entire like week? And for the listeners, I have a hundred friends. I have genuinely at least eight very close friends. But more. That's it. But more. Okay. But I mean that I might call that week and be like Give me some advice. Yes. I have more than that, really. Oh, yes. but, but genuinely probably eight close ones that
1: you I would ask. Best friends.
0: I have eight, like, best friends. Correct. And that one week where I was, like, experimenting, I realized I hadn't been asking at all for... Maybe advice isn't... I had not been asking for advice... And I'd not been asking for, like, how did you perceive the situation I was in? Mm -hmm. Do you remember what I'm talking about? It was with that guy I dated last. Okay. And I asked, remember, I asked you first and then had this, like, a quote-unquote epiphany Mm, Yeah. that made me write him a letter. But besides that, that whole week, I then started fucking asking on purpose every person that I'm close to, how did you perceive that? And what do you think I should do next? But I will say by the end of that week, I was so fucking overloaded with all yes. of it that obviously that was an experiment. I think that's the, that, that was the point of bringing me back to balance of like, I have gone too far in the direction of not asking people. Listen, the reason I'm not freaked out by advice, the word, why do you think? Because I fucking love giving advice. <laughs> right. I and fucking,
1: as you're Love it. About I hate that. to
0: admit it like that. Because it can feel ego-driven. Like, the negative way to look at advice would have me feeling really self-conscious that I'm like, I love giving advice. But I I find it to be supportive of my friends and to not overstep them and to not just give unsolicited advice constantly. Right. But I love advising the shit out of people.
1: (laughs) Which is is so interesting because... I do remember you asking me that one time. Yeah. I don't think that I knew that you were doing a full-blown experiment with all of your friends. Oh, I
0: voiced you a lot about it that week.
1: Because I also voiced you my meltdown of, like, I'm so
0: overloaded with everyone's opinions.
1: Right. And I'm not saying it didn't happen. Sorry. I'm saying no, I don't yes, remember it. Yes, yes. Um, specifically. Yes. But that aside, you very, very, very rarely ask for advice. I know.
0: Um, Both of us do it.
1: And... There were two things I remember one of them. One is that I would encourage people to do that same experiment because I think it's so valuable. Ooh, just be ready. Uh, and not not with big things, but like take a whole week. Yeah. And with like small interactions or decisions to make, again, not big things like You're don't right. invest your money or do like life insurance policy or anything, <laughs> but like for a whole week, ask for input, ask yeah. for advice. Yeah. You don't have to take it, but just ask for it and see if you get it. And then, for a whole week, don't ask anybody for advice. Right. Don't be open to it. And just, like, see how that feels. Yes. Like, to help yourself find your point of balance. Mm -hmm. I think that would be super useful. Yeah. And then I was going to further humble myself (laughs) and tell you about how I'm eating my words with this. Because while I... We have now uncovered, like, the depths of my aversion to the actual word advice, Mm -hmm. although it is synonymous with the word suggestion, which I love. Um, (laughs) I frequently, in support groups, and, like, true, I don't ask you for advice very much because I I rely heavily on these big old networks of people that I have in my support groups that, like, are afflicted with the same demons that I am (laughs) that are just... I don't want to say more qualified, but, like, they can cut right to it really easily. And then by the time I get to you, I already know what the fuck I'm supposed to do. Mm -hmm. But so often in those circles, I'm literally, like, you look at me, I look at you, you, sir, miss, whoever you are, tell me what to do. Take me by the hand, Mm -hmm. tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. And if that's not fucking advice, Mm -hmm. I don't know what (laughs) it (laughs) is. Yeah.
0: Uh, so. <laughs> She's literally eating her foot. She's very flexible. Oh my gosh. And I think. I do that all the time. Not eating the foot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Telling people to tell me what to do. Qualifying people to tell me what to do. Right.
0: And, I mean, I think it's because we're coming out of generational trauma. I don't know. All these phrases that are going to be used that are actually accurate. But we're coming out of a lot of generations of the unsolicited overbearing advice Mm -hmm. and the, from the judgmental place of if you don't do what I say, you're a fuck up and you're not living your life. Right. And you're not doing things well. Yes. And then internalizing it and either crazy rebelling and doing absolutely the opposite because fuck that or constantly following all of that because you're so scared to do anything else Mm -hmm. and feel like you're going to be a fuck up if you don't listen to it. Yes! Right? And yes. so now we're coming exactly into a place that. where we can... That's why I would like to take back the word advice to its original meaning.
1: Girl, I am with you on that. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Within 50 minutes, you completely <laughs> changed my world. This my has never happened. I'm so excited. Of the with word words.
0: Yeah. Because I, I do think that. I think it's really genuinely like... You have to understand yourself. You have to understand if you're in defense mode. And if someone gives you a piece of advice that you're not ready for, you're going to have a certain reaction to it because it will trigger you. And you have the option to take the advice or not. That's first and foremost. But also in the moment, it's hard on both sides. We're all doing so much work around feeling our triggers and speaking up for ourselves. So, like, it's all ego hits constantly. Like, sorry, my brain has just fired back and forth between a conversation so fast just now. Like, imagine one person being from genuinely the deep, like your best friend, your best friend who knows you best, from the deepest part of their heart, who really thinks this might be helpful for you, whether or not you ever do it. They are like, hey, you know, might I just make a suggestion or can I give you a little piece of advice, like maybe do this. And if you're not ready for that piece of advice and you're like you shut down, then that's one thing. And that's that's a whole scenario where it's like, fuck, right. okay, like now that first person feels bad they ever said that and now never going to give you advice they feel like you're going to shut down. But you're also shutting down. But then there's also the scenario where – You give that advice and then the other person is like, yeah, like I'm really just not ready to hear that right now. That's actually a great way to react. That's actually healthy. And I can see on the other side, I've experienced this, where I'm ready for that type of communication and I feel a trigger of like, fuck, I should not have said anything. Holy shit. Fuck, fuck, fuck. I, ow, (laughs) like, whatever. Yes. And like the place I'm trying to get to is where it's like the person can go, I'm not ready for that. And the other person go, Totally. You know, sorry in a light way. Like, I'm sorry I overstepped. That makes sense.
1: Well, and what I want to say to that, (laughs) too, you started that chunk of what you were saying with something to the effect of, like, you have to know yourself. Yes. And, like, how does one know themselves? So what I can offer in, like, this type of situation, let's say I have a fight with my boyfriend, and then... I want comfort or I want to talk about it or I don't know what I want, but I need to talk to my best friend. I need to talk to you. Mm -hmm. A good way to start to know yourself in that situation so that you can get the comfort or the advice or the suggestion or the support, the support that you need is like, I have a butt fight with my boyfriend. I feel this impulse to reach out to my best friend. What am I open to hearing? Yeah. What do I need? If I could say like I want her to say everything's gonna be okay. I want her to tell me that he's a dick. He's yeah, he's a dick. (laughs) Um, He should eat a dick. (laughs) He's a bag of dicks.
0: He's a plethora of (laughs) dicks.
1: Anything dick related. (laughs) That's not positive. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. (laughs) Or maybe I do want her to say the positive thing. But he's such a nice dick. Okay. (laughs) okay that that's right are. true right. <laughs> <laughs> just the relationship exists no, i'm just kidding no but like take a beat give yourself a beat before you reach out and like it's not about the boyfriend and the dicks it's, <laughs> you know something happens at work or like you check your bank account or like the cat's sick or whatever it is take a beat and check in with yourself What would I ideally like to hear? What do I definitely not want to hear? What am I open to? Like, how much time do I have? How much energy do I have? Just like quick. And like, you don't have to like answer those verbatim necessarily at first, because it's probably not going to come to you. But if you can start to get a sense, ultimately what it can end up being, if you practice that, is like, you know, whatever happens with my cat or my boyfriend or so—my <laughs> cat or my boyfriend. You, if you have all those, you can't have the other. Maria. Now I'm just kidding.
0: thinking about dicks. <laughs> oh my God, this whole episode is just
1: going down the toilet. Just kidding, and super bad now, of course. Um, what it can ultimately look like is something has happened that I need support around, and I can reach out to the person that I have evaluated can best be supportive to give me what I want maybe it's my best friend maybe it's not but I can start the conversation with I need to talk to you about this thing I'm not ready for advice can you just listen yep or like I think I do need advice but first can you offer me like what you hear from this situation Mm -hmm. that's also a great practice in boundaries too because then you don't have to go through the whole like rigmarole somebody of course in a well-meaning way offers advice but you weren't ready for it but you weren't totally aware of that and couldn't communicate it and then they feel bad like you can avoid that whole thing mm-hmm. it does take practice so much practice so much fucking practice <clears throat> okay but i have questions for you because that, yes. that
0: stuff is coming to mind i think that was all fucking amazing perfect and great and helpful as fuck but let me give you some advice yeah <laughs> But, like, the way you said it, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, let's, I, cause I like that you I'm went. Sorry, I shouldn't have talked about dicks. So no, much. oh my god. Uh, the edit, edit. Give her a minute. Give her a minute. All right. I like that you went to. Honestly, I, I, the irony. I like, I was about to, literally, I was about to say, I like that you started giving advice to people. <laughs> <on> how-
1: <laughs> okay, now we got her in the game. <laughs> no,
0: because that's—it's literally what my brain was just thinking. Like, I really like that you—that you went to a place of Maria and I have said this to each other a lot, where you know we hate when, you know, you hear just love yourself, just. You just have to believe you you can do it. You just have to believe you can do it. Just believe in yourself. And it's like, bitch, how? I would be doing that (laughs) if I could, like, how? Don't just tell me to believe in myself. So I like that you were like, okay, let's go a step back and be like, so if you find yourself in that situation, try taking a beat, right? What do we say to people who are in such high anxiety that they're struggling to even take the beat? And that's what you're talking about. It's like the so much
1: work. Right. Yeah. I think there's a, um, honestly, I would say like the word contemplation. Yeah. Because I think just just having this idea implanted in your mind, for someone that's never done this before, does not have quite an awareness of themselves yet, but is seeking that. Yes. It may take several months And many dozens of situations that would have been appropriate to behave in this way, quote unquote, but you're not able to yet because maybe the anxiety is too high. But I think just like having the idea in your head, whether you can act on it or not, it will start to sink in. Mm -hmm. And whether or not you're able to execute in the moment, there's so much to be said for reflection mm-hmm. and doing a post mortem on that conversation. It it didn't go the way that I liked. Oh, I remember that thing that the other that the Maria said on the podcast. Like maybe I can try that next time. And then the next eight times it comes up, you don't still, but you're remembering it. And yeah. it's seeping in and like you have the idea. Yes. And then at some point you're gonna be really anxious. You're gonna be flexibly dialing your friend and she's gonna answer the phone. And you're gonna be like okay, I don't even know what I need right now. And that's a start. That's right. That's a start. And Mm -hmm. that's why we're saying it takes so much practice because all of the self-awareness is, it's a fucking journey, man. Mm -hmm. But I think it really just starts from like having the idea and saying I'm willing to be open to that and then just having so much grace and patience with yourself that the behavior change or improvement or communication is gonna happen and not for everyone like some people might like gangster right out of the gate but it might take a really fucking long time to feel like you actually see anything yeah and you know I think just acknowledging like just like hearing it being willing and open and then like being willing to like reflect on oh yeah I felt I felt too anxious to do it that time right yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Because now you've identified that you're anxious. Correct. Which is like cool. Yeah.
0: It is cool. Yeah. And that's the and also the sprinkle on all of this is the non-judgment of yourself.
1: Oh my god. So much grace and patience and love for yourself.
0: Which is the killer of all of us. We all start with the negative self-talk voices that are like what the fuck is wrong with me? Why am I so anxious? I'm so fucking like, you know, if you're gonna contemplate it, you have to also catch yourself when you're like, ugh, that's why I didn't do the thing I've right. been trying I, to do. I was so fucking anxious, as fucking usual. It's like, no, nope. I just learned this. Why can't I get yep. it right? Why, I know what I'm supposed to be doing and I'm just not why fucking can't doing I do it. it. What the fuck is wrong with me? Yep. This is the swear segment because that's absolutely <laughs> how my brain works, right? Like, I think that's perfect. That's so right. And you know what came to mind was one time when I was in couples therapy, we went through the phases of change. <gasps> yeah, yeah. Do you know them? Because I don't, but I remember this phrase that I loved because pre-contemplation.
1: Yeah. I thought it was
0: so fascinating. I was like, pre-pre-contemplation?
1: You're not even contemplating. You're just you're pre-contemplating. Well, that's, I think, exactly what, I mean, I've totally forgot about that. I remember it being brilliant. Yep. I remember we talked about it. I think we talked about it a lot when I was down in Tennessee visiting you. Mm. but And that's because that's when that word came up for me because I was reading a book. But, Mm. yes, pre-contemplation is what I think I just described. Described. Accidentally. As soon
0: as you said contemplation,
1: I didn't want to cut you off, but I wanted to be like, pre-contemplation. Right, because contemplation itself is sort of just like where, like, the idea's swirling and it's sinking in and shit. Right. But pre-contemplation is like it's been introduced but yes. it's not quite swirling around yet. Right. You're just
0: now aware of it. Yes. And that's like the pre contemplation. And I just thought I remember no, when I learned talking- that was such a mind fuck. I was like, oh, oh, you can pre
1: contemplate <laughs> And it's genius because it, is. it really just encourages so much compassion. And patience. And space. And so much space. And I think
0: that's something... I really like the way you just described everything because I think that we're all so... I mean, to, like, lump us all together, we're all so out of sync with time. And, like...
1: Because it's not real. Because
0: it's not real. But, like, how, quote-unquote, long these things mm-hmm. take... And we put so much judgment on that. Correct. And how... Short it actually is the first time you become successful and start trying the things and you do it, the time goes by in a way that you wouldn't realize once you've made a change
1: making conscious a ch- change
0: making yeah conscious change, making a conscious change to talk to your friends differently, actually taking a beat before you do the thing or whatever. I loved that you were like, it's going to take you dozens of times and months before you get it right. And you might say to yourself, I really want to start taking that beat. And the next eight times you don't. Every number, by the way, you said, I was like, she's being damn realistic right now. <laughs> on this no, because I think people were so impatient with ourselves. Right. And so it's like, if you're in pre-contemplation mode, I, l- I liked what we both just went on this whole, like why that whole thing is so cool about like, the phases of change. It gives you so much space because you can literally be in a phase of change. It's not about like you just change because you learned about the thing. There's the like having the openness and willingness to explore new ideas. That's the start. Then it's having a new idea introduced to you. And being open to exploring takes months. Okay, so that's a phase. You know, okay, whatever. It's all relative, right? Like depending on how big the change is. But say you're making a big conscious change to the way you function in the world. It's going to take you months to just even, like, look around for solutions and new ideas you weren't open to before you decided you wanted to change. Okay, now you're looking for ideas. Then you get an idea about, you know, you get the idea, take a beat. And then you have to sit with that idea for a while. Right. And- It doesn't matter how long, but if it takes what you think of "quote unquote" long, I promise you, if it takes one person a week and it takes you two months, that person who took a week was was beating themselves up that it took so long, just as much as the person who took two months and it's beating themselves up.
1: Absolutely, and I also (laughs) want to say that. So first of all, it's really helpful to gain awareness around beating yourself up, and that's another behavior change that I'm still working on. Totally, and it's taking fucking forever. Yeah. Um, but. This is not to say that it has to take you that long. No. What this is to say is that when it takes this long, know that you are exactly right, and you're doing it right, and there's nothing wrong with you, and we love you, and we are cheering you on, and you're exactly where you're supposed to be, and just... Be open to persisting, be open to doubling down on kindness for yourself, Mm -hmm. because in my experience, and I believe I can speak for you on this too, a lot of it takes a lot longer than I would want. Always. A lot longer. Because we don't know what's good for us. No, I'm just (laughs) kidding. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) No, because we
0: also think we want stuff that maybe isn't true. All of us. This is opening a whole new can of worms. It is, and we've <laughs> got to wrap up here. But I'm just saying, it's like, really, the whole process is extremely rewarding, and we might think we want it to go faster. And in the end, if you're lucky, you end up finding a lot of gratitude for the time it took. Because that was the time you needed for it to actually become a real change.
1: Right. Right. So, like... All of those little nuggets baked in, whether you were aware of them or not, was helping to strengthen... The change. The change that you could make. Right. And I feel like I want to come back with the actual stages of change. Oh, yeah. Like, we should look it up for the next episode. We should, yeah. And, like, talk a little bit about our experiences with that. Yes.
0: Because that would be super fun. That would be super fun. I'm just laughing to myself because I feel like we started an advice podcast and just got into... (laughs) And just
1: realized it. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Ten episodes in and we just realized what we've done. Oh no. Just I, I would never have used that word until today. Now I'm comfortable with it.
0: Yeah, I think that's why I'm laughing.
1: Cause I'm like, I think I would have
0: not well, I wouldn't have had a problem with describing to people like, you know, like sometimes we give advice and like what well, from our points of view. You're right though, I wouldn't. Okay. This is all getting to, to me right. it, just still, it,
1: it just still it just still you know what I think it is? I think I think the word advice, like giving advice, like that just sounds really pretentious. To pretentious, me. Like, yeah. Like who yes. are you yes. to give advice?
0: And I think that's right. Based on where we've come from. Based on where we come from and why yes. I feel arrogant saying I like to give advice. But I'm trying to yeah. own it because I do like to give advice. Do I like to overdo it and give unsolicited advice and never do my own work and just be fucking telling everybody what to do? No. But when someone comes to me for advice, it's deeply fulfilling So I don't like to just go around giving advice all the time, but like, no, no, I know you know that about me, but I'm just saying the word advice, if I'm going to own it as an advice giver, I absolutely like one of my like identities is being a good friend. Mm -hmm. And what do good friends do? They give you good advice, but they also are totally (laughs) down when you don't take it. That's next level friending.
1: Right. And that's, that's, I think, an important component for you. But as you're talking, to, every time you say the word advice, I have, like, seven or eight synonyms that I would use way before I would use advice, which I think is hilarious. 100%. And I don't think I use that word
0: that often. Right. So it's very funny I said it today for us to just get into this whole thing. Right. In fact, I'm excited to re-listen to this episode and see where I first said it. Yeah, because back to square one, guys. We're gonna wrap up here, but like talking about comfort, and so it was like, I yeah, I think I just threw it in somewhere with giving advice or getting do, advice. getting advice. Do you want advice from you know? Do you want yeah. do you
1: want to get advice? Do no, you want... but I will take your suggestions or guidance no. or wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> do All not right. give me advice. Okay. Love you guys. This has been a
0: joy. This has been a delight. Love you all so much. Good luck out there.
1: We're rooting for you. You got this. You don't have to take our advice, but it's there for you if you want it. Yes. <laughs> Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star review. And most importantly, share. This episode was hosted by Maria and Maria. The music composed and performed by Maria. Logo design by Maria recorded and produced by Maria. Snacks provided by Maria. Moral support provided to Maria by Maria.